Okay, okay. We hot. We here. It's the table. Better than motherfucking cable. The round house round table. You already know we here. It's me, Armani T, and I got B in the building, and we here to talk about UFC Vegas 69. Let's get it. I swear my glow up in lightning. Hot yeah, something like lightning. This shit a hit on my psychic. She want me lick, I'm excited. See, I feel that that's my business, and that's why I'm business-minded. Need a push, get behind it. It's science, apply it. Worst come to worst, so try it. Get a bag, get inspired. Shoot your shot, just the effort, I admire. You're higher than looking for friends at this point. Oh my God, my circle is smaller than the point. No cap. I'd rather sit in their voice than hearing a big on their voice. We here, UFC, Vegas 69, Aaron Blanchfield versus Andrade. We, we was talking about the people that have specialties, how they're starting to get kind of like moved out slowly of the UFC, you know, or not or just uh, out of just MMA. Because or like their position. You, yeah, or their position, their spot, they're losing their spots because, you know, Jessica Andrade is a striker, heavy striker, not really known for being on the ground. No, let's talk about it when we get there. Don't don't jump ahead of it. Hold up. I know yeah. my boo got beat up, but we can I, talk about that when it's time to talk about it. I know, but it but it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna speak to all the other the fights that we we talk about later. How yeah. adding well roundedness and being well rounded to your game is a good thing. But yeah, we're gonna talk about it. So Yeah, because that conversation keeps coming up. It's not yeah, just constantly. Like, yeah. So Whenever we get these fighters that we was like, oh, okay, we remember what they did back in the mm-hmm. day, we remember what they did a few years ago. But yeah. let's get into the no cap recap. We're gonna start it off with Clayton Carpenter versus Juan Camillo Ronduros from Colombia. That's how you're supposed to say. It. All right. Yeah. And uh, this was a round one, got it done submission, and uh, Clayton Carpenter was looking, uh, he he was looking nice. But that's when he got on the ground, and uh, at first he looked like he wasn't uh, able to handle himself for a second. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he, he ended up getting to the back, scrambling to the back. There was a couple other submissions threatened before this happened, which I, I like the flow that was happening because once he couldn't capitalize on something, it switched to another thing, and then a reversal happened, and then he didn't attack the arm quick enough, the choking arm, and, you know, he got caught. That was a that was a clear he got caught type thing. Yeah. But Rondoro's jujitsu was looking good. It was just Clayton Carpenter had some extra grappling and seemed like wrestling added to his, his what he had going on. And that's why he's undefeated as well, too. So that that's going to read into that as well. He was looking good. Absolutely. Next. We got AJ Fletcher versus Timba Garimbo. And this was round two submission. This was a deep guillotine. And this one was hard to watch for a second because once Garimbo got on the ground, that was his safe place. But it's like he was just getting beaten at his, at his, at his safe place. You know, he kept losing the position. I was hoping he would throw up more submission type things. But, you know, that's what got him caught. He didn't have to take him down. He could have stayed on the feet because he was doing the right thing on the feet. And I, I felt like Grimbo, he had a good knee 
that was waiting for AJ Fletcher if he stayed on his feet. So, yeah, but AJ only... Fletcher came through with the wrestling and the well-roundedness to handle his business. You know, it is, and then he's used to being the shorter fighter, but there was about a ten-inch difference between him and AJ Fletcher. So it was so frustrating because he could have easily kept him at bay with the jab, with the kicks, and mm-hmm. just picked him apart from afar. But um, seeing that he had recent victories with submissions, I guess he just wanted to continue on that train and take him to the ground. But in round one, he had issues keeping AJ Fletcher in a good position. And for him to want to do that again in round two, it's just like, I was like, what are you doing? But maybe he wasn't as confident on the feet or he was worried about the power difference. I'm not, I'm not sure, but being a lengthy fighter like that, you got to establish your game plan and it's, you're going to have to make adjustments. I know AJ Fletcher, he constantly has to make those adjustments, but he's also used to being the shorter fighter. And he says something at the end, he's like, reach doesn't mean a thing when it comes to MMA. And I honestly disagree. It doesn't mean anything when you don't know how to when use you don't it properly. Have to use it, yeah. yeah. So if he if he knew how to use his reach properly, he could have definitely won this with ease, but it yeah. did not go out that way. So this one sucked. Yeah, like with the right footwork and, and <laughs> the right footwork, reach is a huge problem. Like yes. if it if it's unmatched, that's why I fucking reach is a measured factor in all of this. Like that's why they have it named. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why foot size is not on there. <laughs> like that's <laughs> not so, foot size. So, yeah, exactly. Like it's not other things. It's not just random shit. Like it reaches for a reason. Like they don't even show the reach of the the legs because the reach of the hands is more significant you know even though i I think they should show the leg reach as well because that's you know sometimes yeah it's not it's not all the time but but. it's not it's not in like the the drop down no but um but shout out to aj fletcher on getting it done like looking good and and looking well-rounded so next we got ovin st prue versus felipe leans and ovin st prue is got finished First round, uh, Felipe Leans just overwhelmed him. Like, yeah. it's just like, he was just like, all right, I'm gonna get this old guy out of here just by stressing him out. Like, cause like, Overstay Pru wasn't, he, like, he he took the the worst shots towards the end. Yeah. But the shots he, that he, he was taking, him. you know, they was peppering him enough to make him put his hands up and back up. Or push him away, but... That's not a good defense. I went back and watched a couple of OSP's fights, and his defense is kind of just like pushing people away. And, and mm-hmm. I was like, you got to do something different. And even at the weigh-ins, OSP didn't look well. And so that just gave me just like, mm, let's see if the walkout is different. We didn't get a chance to see the walkout just in, in the cage, and it didn't look any different. It looked like he didn't want to be there or he was forced to be there or he's just there for a check. It didn't look like fighting is in him anymore. And I don't know if this was his last fight, but it needs to be based Mm. off of the performance that happened. Maybe it's time to hang it up. You know, you with 39, 40, it's time. Definitely with a performance like that, it's time. And it was it was crazy because it wasn't like a cardio thing. It was just like a an inactivity. 
He looked know, depleted. That, yeah, yeah, like it was nothing that he could give. So yeah. that's that that that's the the rough part about that one. Like he, he you know, he he's looking like I hope everything's all right with him. Like you know, and at this time, I hope he goes back and look at this fight and sees and knows exactly what it is, and you know, has that serious conversation with himself and makes and that right say, decision. Maybe, yeah, maybe this is it, and then that's okay. But to continue to put yourself out there and just end up on a fast trajectory downhill that's that's not it you know just sometimes you gotta bow gracefully and that was that was that would have been a great time still great time yes but shout out felipe lens on getting a w from brazil i want to see uh what you could do on the ground and i want to see you box with somebody actually that don't always go over with everybody just overwhelm them to that that's when those body shots come and that's when they you get those uppercuts and and people start coming over the top I just want to see him box a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to him on the W. Next, Jamal Emmers versus Kusian Askabov. Jamal Emmers got the W. You nannies. Looked great. Well-roundedness like we were talking about. Has a chin enough to handle those shots. And it's just like he looked like he was supposed to be the underdog in this one. This was supposed to be a a, a layup for basketball. It did not go that way. And it did is, not go that way. This is the third undefeated guy he's put a one on. And yeah. I, I appreciate this because he knew in his last fight that he had too much respect for the fighter and couldn't get the job done. So mm-hmm. I'm happy he was able to revamp. And sometimes you gotta you gotta put that aside. You gotta put the respect aside and do what you want to do and impose your game plan. And I was very happy that he did it that way because he exactly. definitely gave this man a hard time and ended up with the victory. Yep. He took a wild ass up kick though. That's one thing that Yeah, he yeah, did. but but when he brushed it off, I was like, okay, all right, that's, all right, keep it going. But <laughs> you know, I, I always it's it's always weird when I, I I get so nervous more than any time in a fight when I'm watching people like one person on the ground and like trying to pass their guard while standing up in MMA. Cause y'all knees are just so vulnerable. Some people just don't even be caring. It look like they don't even care about their knees, but it's such a dangerous position. So I wonder, you know, well, never mind. They, they ain't if they ain't taking out uh, oblique kicks, then they ain't taking out those grounded knee kicks. Cause you know you on the ground. Yeah. You know, shout out to Jamal Emmers on the win. Uh, I want to see what else he does. Featherweight starting to look crazy for real. And they talk about championship. And I was thinking about it's like like the whole time he was fighting, I was like, he got it. Like he got he get got the total package. You know what I mean? Just now it's just about putting it together. Like he got the gas tank, he got the chin, he got the, he got the hands, he got the jujitsu, got the wrestling. So it's just like it's it's there for Jamal Emmers. It's just about uh how hard he wanna go and how far he wanna go. So shout out to him on the big dub. Yeah. Yeah. Next. We got a performance of the night. We got Lena Landsberg versus Myra Bueno Silva. And this ended in round two. Submission. Motherfucking knee bar. 
Motherfucking the way knee bar. she flowed, she flowed into that knee bar. It was just, yeah. oh, I can't get this. I'm just going to flow into the next thing. And that's what you need, your aggressive jujitsu, and to be able to chain submissions together. So something doesn't work, you got to back up with the backup and the backup. Mm-hmm. And she did that. But I was I was worried about Lisa Lamberg anyways because of her last fight, and she's getting up there in age. And with the nickname as Elbow Queen, you kind of just putting a target on your back. And yeah. Myra gave For her young some, people. Yes, Myra gave her some good elbows. Uh, she was trying to throw some back in there, but they wasn't as powerful. And her stand-up game didn't look uh, too well. So Myra's looking great. She's looking well-rounded, and she looked like she, like she said, she's ready. She's ready for that mm. championship, but, but she's willing to take her time to get there. But She's like, who's beating me? Who's ready? What's up? I'm here. I'm trying to yeah. fight. Let's go. So I, I I liked her energy and I liked the way she looked in this fight. She looked phenomenal. Yep. She definitely looked good on the hands mm-hmm. and and on the ground. Mm-hmm. So like like you said, she definitely flows straight into that transition. And once once you saw her get her hips like by her knee that or, or under under her knee on her thigh before she even grabbed it. I was like, that's out of there. <laughs> that's out of there. The knee bar is so slept on when it comes to MMA because it's so available. It's so available from half guard. It's so available from mount. It's fail- like there's so many positions that you could find yourself in scrambles. You find yourself in, like getting out of leg submissions, knee bar. There's so many options you got when it comes to the knee bar, even like a last resort type vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so but Lena Landsberg, you know, she's now about to be the, the acceptance elbow queen, like <laughs> the, the <laughs> because because people are like now like other fighters are like taking that as like as a challenge. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, hey, but that's you know, you got I guess you gotta have balls to you know name yourself that for real. So shout out to Myra, Myra Bueno Silva on getting the performance of the night, big W in the rankings now and uh i'm about to see what she do like women's bantam weight is definitely going up amanda nuna is about to have her work cut out for her yes she is for real I, if she goes back to bantam weight, i don't know if she was supposed to be going yeah she One said she's gonna bounce around yeah next we got the actual fight of the night nazim Tudukov versus evan elder and this was, was a, a doctor stoppage. So, like, I don't think that it was a that bad of a cut, but I'm not a fucking doctor. So, <laughs> so I don't think it was that bad of a cut. I didn't even know when the cut started. I think it was the knee. The knee was when, when the cut started. But these motherfuckers was going at it. Like, they was trying to, like, they both were, like, trying to compete to be the best one in a gym or something like that. Like, they was... <laughs> I had to see what the scorecards looked like before the stoppage and both of them went to elder. And mm-hmm. I think it should have been like a split because they were going back and forth and it was really close. So the fact that they gave them both the elder, I I don't agree with that. Uh, do I agree with the stoppage? I do because it was right above the eye. It was very close to the eye 
And I knew the way that they were banging with each other that this was going to be the fight of the night mm-hmm. because they were just going back and forth and it was so close. It was just like somebody's hitting or somebody's starting and yep. finishing and it just kept swapping back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a really good fight. They definitely showed well-roundedness standing up and on the ground. The reversals were crazy. This was just an all-around good fight. This the this the fight that uh, uh, we ain't think we're going to need again, but we do. Just one of those ones, especially for the lightweight, because both of these guys gonna be moving up. Apparently, like they yeah. like nice. This is what speaks to what you talk about when it comes to damage and like elbows and knees and mm-hmm. those things that really cause damage. That was one knee got to stop it. Fight of the night, they went off. That should have been a co-main. <laughs> they probably didn't know it was gonna be like. That, yeah, I so. know, right? Yeah, so. But next, we got Jim Miller versus Alexander Hernandez. And this was this was that fight for Alex Hernandez where he had to get past that wall. You know, he had to question himself and go inside of himself for this one. Because Jim Miller was fucking coming. Yeah, and- I, I hope he didn't think this was just going to be like something he could just walk through an old guy. Jim Miller is not that guy. You, you're going to have to push through him. This one of those times where, like, where guys are getting older – and you just and they lose a fight and you like you know I don't know if this is the last one kind of like we was just talking about Ovin say proof but Jim Miller was in there mm-hmm. he won another he need another one <laughs> yeah I think the next fight is supposed to be his last fight he's trying to be done yeah but Jim Jim Miller is still looking nice still looking sharp shit for fun if you want to retire and fucking go to fucking <laughs> PFL to just you know you know, played a lotto for a million dollars real quick because he got the hands for it. I don't see why not. Like, Jim Miller is, is is still looking nice. Looks about 10 years younger than what he actually is. And Alex Hernandez had a fucking time. Yeah. And I think it was for Alex Hernandez of him being inside his head because when you just going against somebody, you giving them all you got and they're just constantly coming back. It's just like you questioning everything. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. So I think uh, Alex Hernandez, he he did a good job in, you know, finding this battle for himself and and really pushing through to get the W. Next, we got William Knight versus Marcin Prahino. And this one was a W for Marcin Unanis. All he had to do was keep kicking the leg because William Knight was being very stagnant in the fight. I don't know if he was hurt, leg was hurt, or he was concerned about the power. It was little activity. William Knight threw eight shots out of that entire 15-minute bout. Maybe this should be your last one as well. There was no activity. It seems like he was very scared to engage or feel fearful to engage. But as you can see, uh, Marcin, he was very hesitant to come in striking distance. Use that to your advantage. He was way, Marcin was way more scared of William Knight than William Knight was scared of him. But Marcin just used that to his advantage and just kept kicking the shit out of him. And it's just, I don't know. Maybe it is time for you to be done because that was just ridiculous. If if you worked for me and I was in charge of the UFC, you can't come back. I'm sorry. No, with a performance like that, you cannot come back. No way. Yeah. I don't know. I would want to know what's going on. William Knight seemed like the dude as is like not trying to be like a complainer or something like that, or not trying to be like the one that's, you know, crying about stuff. 
but it's just like if something's going on like it's it's showing in your fight yeah it's showing in your fights i don't know and it's just like if, if you're not gonna say nothing then that's when they just be like all right see you yeah but uh marcin he he could have did he, like you could say he did he could have did more but at the same time he wasn't given anything to really work with but at the same time he was doing everything he was like somebody got to win this yeah and i'm not about to get knocked out in here yeah he didn't so if he's out. not gonna do nothing so i'm just gonna kick his leg touch him where i could touch him and his foot had like a big protrusion on it it was very bubbly he said he stopped kicking with that that leg but then the other one was also bloody so he was taking severe damage to his feet and he still continued to kick this man and William Knight I don't know if he noticed his corner notice or anything but somebody should have brought attention to that Mm -hmm. and that would have gave him maybe just a little less fear to get more active but it didn't and it was Mm -hmm. just terrible to watch in one championship this would not have happened because somebody would have got their purse taken so I'm just saying, like, let's avoid these boring-ass fights. Like, luckily, this wasn't a pay-per-view. But damn, like, at what point do you say, like, this is stalling? There's no engagement happening. At what point does the ref step in and say, you guys need more activity instead of the bare minimum? But he got the W. Unanimous decision against William Knight. That's what it looks like on paper. It does. Until you got to look at the highlights and you're like, there are none. no i think it's a head kick it's a head kick that he caught william knight with but it was like a question mark type kick but it was just like went on his neck and rolled off and william knight just kept fake fake moving out the way yeah and just keeping his back to the cage yeah but next josh parson versus jamal pokes jamal pokes came through with the unanis big w and don't mm-hmm. ever stress your mama out like that on the front row again. Nigga, finish him. Yes. <laughs> All those opportunities, finish him. Like, yeah. your ground game is elite. I think that with a little bit more, you know, assertiveness and believing in yourself and believing in your punches and believing in your speed, then, yeah. There was just, a speed even difference. in the third round, yeah, believe in your speed. Um, I think it was more of... You know, it took him a while to get to the UFC. It took two times on Dana White Contender Series. I think he didn't want to get knocked out in his debut at the UFC. To me, that makes sense. To me, he did enough to not have a boring match. I didn't want, I don't want to say he wanted to coast, but he wanted to be safe to not get knocked out, which makes sense. What? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, and Josh, Josh is a really good fighter. He, he is very powerful but he doesn't have the best gas tank. But I think he's going to work on that now. I do believe he's going to work on that. I do believe that Josh is a problem. He just has to find the things that's going to make everything align perfectly. But I think his next fight, he's definitely going to have something to prove because he lost his match against uh, Usman and Tough, but he still made it to the UFC. But he also just lost his fight. So he has a lot to prove. He has a lot to lose. If he wants to continue his his reign in the UFC, he's going to have to show up a bit more. Jamal, I think he didn't want to get knocked out in front of his parents. He The last time they saw him fight was in 2019. So I think he had a little bit of stress on his shoulders. And I think he just really just wanted to get the win and not get knocked yeah. out in front of his parents. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I think that's also his fighting style. He's, he had great entries on his takedowns. Like his takedowns were like... Phenomenal. 
elite. And it was just keeping him on the ground, which was like the inactivity of like chipping his legs, keeping his legs, or uh, even just making sure his legs are, or one of his heels are not on the ground for him to be able to get up. Mm-hmm. So it, um, and you know he, I think he's he a brown belt, but you know being a brown belt, that means that's how far much further away you are from the fundamentals. Like, so it's just like those little small little details. On yeah, keeping, he just got his black belt. On keeping big dudes down. Yeah, because there was a thirty pound weight difference between them as well. Oof. Yeah, so he, I'm yep. sure he didn't want that big man on top of him because yep. <laughs> that would have just made things a lot harder. So. I think he did a good job with uh, keep taking him down, keeping him down mm-hmm. for enough time to make him uh, <laughs> more tired, you know, and he was trying to be active, but that's when he was finding those potholes when he's trying to go into the next position. And that's when he was getting up. And that so, showed how good his gas tank was though. Yeah. It, through the transitions. That, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was capitalizing on them transitions to get back up to his feet. And I think his corner did a really good job of getting him back up to his feet. Uh, Josh's corner did a really good job of talking him through how to get back up to mm-hmm. his feet during those transitions. Exactly. And that's going to be hopefully some footage that Jamal watches and says that, okay, like I can't just be letting people be laying around the cage anywhere, not mm-hmm. right next to his corner. Uh, shout out to Jamal Pogues on the W. Uh, can't wait to see you fight again. Oh, he took Austin. a nasty uh, kick to the chin. I thought his teeth broke in round one. I was like, yeah. did his teeth just break? It was it was loud, but he said he just shook it off and didn't do too much damage. I was definitely concerned about that. No, though. they no. Remember, Josh said it was his toes that broke. Josh toes did break, his, and his I was wondering broke. why he did not just stomp on his feet. I would have been like, call it what you want, but if your toes broke and I know <laughs> it, and we in a match together, I'm gonna step on your feet. I'm I, gonna do, I'm just I'm gonna punch at your feet. I'm gonna step on your feet. I'm gonna knee your feet, kneel on your feet. I'm gonna do everything for your feet. I think he was Jamal was in a zone where he ain't even noticed that he looked down at his feet. Like he looked straight down at his feet. I thought he looked that knocked the tooth out and then looked down and was like, yeah. is that a tooth? Like, yeah, I thought that's his, what was happening. His feet was bleeding too. So I was just like, man, he's not capitalizing on that. What a good sportsman, because I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes you hard to, to move around. Yeah. Uh, any toes broke. Next, we got Jordan Wright versus Zach Puga. And this was Unani's Jordan Wright. Go ahead, go back down, bro. Go ahead, back down the middleweight, bro. Oh, Zach uh, is the one who fought Usman. My bad. Yeah, Zach. Oh, Zach Puka. Yeah. Yeah, Zach yeah. fought Usman. He but, is a force to be reckoned with for sure. Yes. Zach came through with the big W, with the big elbows, looking very dangerous. Yeah. Jordan Wright was trying to smile at all. Yeah. And you can't smile off an ass beating. You nope. can't smile that shit off no matter how much you try to smile, your ass still getting beat. He got so, bullied. And and then and the thing about it was the Jordan Wright, whenever he got at range, he was touching him. But Zach Zach Poker just just closed the distance every time. He had his game plan, stuck to his game plan, and it worked. Yeah. You know, he, he had up good against co- the cage. Mm-hmm. He, I, they, he got he got good coaching out there in Denver. Yeah. Like, like, and it's and it's like he's surrounded by a lot of good fighters as well. So he gets that good experience every day. And I don't know if this was a good matchup for for Jordan Wright and his introduction to light heavy. 
I don't think so. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, like some guys just don't like Jordan Wright, not for light heavy. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't think I don't think the power was was translating. Yeah, it wasn't. But you know, sometimes they like, hey, here's the introduction of what you would be getting. Because it could have been a lot worse. They could have gave him somebody different. And this was Zach making his entry into the UFC as well. So it's just like this is a taste of what you could get, but it gets much worse. So <laughs> you might want to just go back down or just you know find yeah. something else to do because this ain't it for you. Yeah, but you know, I'm sure he was going to try it again with another fight, and we'll see what Jordan Wright has. But Zach, I want to see what else he does. I want to. Yeah, because he's definitely a force, and he has. For it's sure. not like it's not like he's just holding him against the cage. He's he's has so much activity going on on the side mm-hmm. in the clinch on the side of the cage, and that's what I can appreciate when you're just not just holding somebody for the hell of it. But you're actually doing something causing damage. I always appreciate that. Exactly. Shout out to Zach Polga on getting the W. I probably said his name three different times the whole you time. Did. But, but that means I said it right one time. So next we got Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield and big W yeah. from Aaron Blanchfield. Okay, I'm on the train now. I'm on the train now. It took me a while, but I'm on the train now. Didn't think that she was going to take this one, especially because I had those visions of what the fuck she just did to Murphy. After what she just did to Murphy, I didn't see nobody getting past her. But that's when I was getting my heart into it. Yeah. Forgot about the ground game, the inactivity of the ground game. I'm pretty sure Jessica Andrade is somewhere on a mat right now. But at the same time, Aaron Blanchfield been on one before. And it's clear. Yeah. And she did everything she needed to do to get that W in the second motherfucking round. Yeah, because she was taking some shots in the first round. But here's what I think. I think Jessica Andrade was well unprepared and just did not take it as serious as she mm-hmm. should have because Aaron looked great with the boxing. She looked great with her footwork. She looked great with her transitions. She just looked all around great in that trip to when she got in side control effortlessly. Mm-hmm. And then end up choking her out when Andrade tried to stand up. It was just a flawless execution. And I was like, man, Erin Blanchfield, she's a hype train. I'm not on there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm there. Man, I, I'm yeah, there. I'm there. This, this, I'm, this was the one. <laughs> this was the one. But also, Andrade was just thrown with power, not with any accuracy. She was just throwing, hoping to land something. But that's just going to continue to get exposed with people who have great footwork, with people who have good transitions, with people who are more well-rounded than she is because she just has a stand-up game. And that's kind of what I think we got lost in with the Murphy fight because that was a stand-up match. That's what you get when you when it, two people are standing up and there's no MMA involved, which means we can go to the ground, we can stand up. It's just all over the place. So it's just going to continue to expose the veterans in this fight where they just specialize in one area and lack heavily in the other areas. People are going to take advantage of that. And that's exactly what just happened. And, you know, just be on the lookout for that because a lot of these people who were in the top 10 previously in the previous years, that's not happening anymore. They're getting slowly washed out by people who are a lot more well-rounded. They know how to wrestle. They know how to box. 
or even if they just know how to box enough to where it's solid to where they can stand behind a jab and have good timing on a shot. Yeah. You know, so like it's it's a it's it's a new age. It's yes, the it it's it's a new time that's happening. And people are realizing that being on the ground is more effective, even though like as Khabib started to push it more and more, you know, people are now seeing that it's not just being on the ground, it's not just wrestling, it's like aggressive jujitsu. That's yeah. what that's what gets it done. Like yeah, we're in the age of where aggressive jujitsu is at top tier and it is helping people in their game tremendously. There was a wave of the wrestlers, there was a wave of the boxers, mm-hmm. and now it's it's the, aggressive. The kickers jiu-jitsu. when uh uh Steven Thompson was coming through. Jose Aldo introducing the kick. So it's just like and now she's gonna become one of those fights where it's entertaining when both of them are stand-up strikers. Yeah. And so like AKA Steve, Connor versus Mike Chandler. <laughs> but Chandler has wrestling background. He does, so, but he chooses to stand up to for entertainment. Yeah, but I, it could be different this time. But like Stephen Wonderboard said, if you want to see some action, put me with a striker. Sir, it does not work like that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I get what you're saying. That's where you specialize. But as soon as you get hit with a grappler, now you're in trouble. Now it's not entertaining anymore. Now you're getting the shit beat out of you. That's what's supposed to happen. It's MMA. Exactly. Yeah, but that was the no cap recap. UFC Vegas 69. Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield. Shout out to Aaron Blanchfield on the big W again. Yeah. Y'all know where to find us. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. If you want to stream, you want to listen to us as you go to sleep. If you want to listen to us as you're working, if you want to listen to us as you are just going about your day. Taking a shit. Even if you're taking a shit, sometimes I listen to it while, while I'm taking a shit. Find us at Apple. Find us in Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, any streaming platform for podcasts, you're going to find us there. Listen to us while you're doing anything that you want to do. That's the Roundhouse Roundtable. It's me and Monty T. And we got B in the building. Happy Black History Month to y'all, and we out of here. <laughs> yep, these Black History fighters not representing very well, so yeah. <laughs> this just... one was better. This second one was better. It was a little bit better. William Knight and OSP just drained the shit out of that. <laughs> they just took all the credibility. Jamal Hill did thank a good you. job. Thank Jamal you, Jamal. Hill did a good... yeah, thank Jamal you, Jamal. Hill saved it. Thank you, but fuck. Jamal Hill saved it's it. It's time for these veterans to go. I know it's it's cycling, cycle out. It's cycling out too. They they get cycled the fuck out. Gone, be gone. That's why I use the heat as a sword. Cause keeping peace is important. They go keys for you. Say please. That's one, please. Don't need. No one has two, please. Don't leave. That's three, four. If you do.